Such a Wait a minute, is this thing on? I think this thing is on. Mic check, mic check. Mic check. Mic motherfucking check. Hold on, let this instrument one, arrive. Two, one, oh, let this two. instrument arrive. Okay. Hey. Let's let it ride. Let's let it ride. While I slide. While I slide. On the east side. On the east side. <laughs> and yeah. Pizza was popping, y'all. Y'all know who it is and what it is. It's your professional Playboy partner, King Sali, back in this bitch like I left some. Oh, professional player. Hey, hey that's that shit. I gotta actually get the song on the television. But nonetheless, we in this bitch, man. I'm here with an interview with a very, very special person. This lady not only was at one point Milwaukee's and Midwest's top exotic dancer. She was once a model for a very, very reputable company that shall remain nameless. <laughs> she is the owner, the CEO of Yo Burlesque Bartender. <laughs> Caress motherfucking love. Y'all make some motherfucking hey, noise. Yes. Hey, clap your hands. Yes. Clap your hands, motherfucker. <laughs> I love you, girl. Thank you. I love you too. What the fuck is up? Too. How you doing today? I am doing fine. I'm just like chilling, you know, saying, taking it one day at a time, being easy. This episode of the Professional Playboy Podcast is brought to you by your burlesque bartender. You know what I'm saying? If you need signature drinks, if you want somebody to do some sexy bartending, if you want titties and tacos yeah. on a Tuesday, yeah, y'all make sure to inbox Caress Love. What's your information? What's your uh, IG or you know how can they? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at K Love the Butterfly. That's K L U V T H E Butterfly B U T T E R F L Y. You can find me on TikTok at your burlesque bartender87. How do you spell that? U R B U R L E S Q U E B A R T E N D E R. Woo! 87. Ooh, 87. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook at Caress Love, K A R E S S L O V E. Or you can email me. Caleb the Butterfly, same way it's spelled as I mentioned it before, at gmail.com. Yeah, damn it. And y'all already know, if y'all need um, any type of services, you need game, you need advice, you need a life coach, hit your boy up on Fiverr, King Geese 7. Look me up, I'll get at you. You know what I'm saying? Um, ladies, if you have an OnlyFans and you are trying to get your numbers there, I am the man for you. So you ain't got to sit up there and look crazy just posting, thinking because you cute, you know, you're supposed to have 100,000 followers. Let me show you how to get them goddamn followers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, of course, if you have an event and you need some young, some beautiful young ladies, I am your man to get in contact with. Hit me up on Instagram at PlayboyPro414. That is PlayboyPro414. You ready for this interview, Caress? Yeah.
All right. Well, first and foremost, man. I need another t- blunt. That's yeah, you done fucked up the church's money. It's tearing the fuck up. We, hey, y'all. We're going to work with what we got. But so tell the people about yourself. Like, let's get into your background. Um, well, my background is a very difficult background. Um, I have layers like an onion, so it takes some time. So I would not be able to uh, give it to y'all in one um, setting. So we probably have to do like part two. That's cool. That's cool. But, Let's get to what you what, what the people um, need to know. But um. I'm a woman who comes from a background of music and dancing. Um, all my life, I've been a dancer, even in school. Uh, what I kind of always, I was always like on a drill team, uh, the cheerleading squad. I was always putting routines and stuff together. And um, I was even a violinist first string. Mm. Little people know, still waters run deep over here. Oh, shit. Somebody so, knows how to play a violin and shit? And yeah, so I did that for like six years. I was in the orchestra. Um, but so, um, about the time I turned about 18, I kind of took my dancing to another level and got into exotic dancing. There we go. That's what we want to talk about now. So how did you get how did you get into the world of exotic dancing? Woo! Okay. Yeah, so you, you know, my BD was a doughboy. You know what I'm saying? So um, we was about that fast life hustling, the gangster life, you know what I'm saying? Fast money, selling dope, you know, whatever. And, you know, he always just had females that was always willing to do whatever the fuck for him. But, you know, I want to be that bitch, you know, that bitch. And, um, nonetheless, we... <laughs> We had females where, you know what I'm saying, we pimped some females out, if you want to call it that. Uh, had a few that lived with us nonetheless, but um, shit. I didn't want to just be like the, um, the um, I, I would guess i say the at-home mom where, because I was always the one taking the females, getting their nails, hair done, Taking them shopping, you know, dressing them up to get them out there and do what they need to do. But shit, I wanted to join in on the on the, you know what I'm saying. So how did your baby daddy? So so question. So how did you feel about your baby daddy? You know what I'm saying, like already kind of running girls and doing what he was doing, and then kind of bringing you into the mix, like. Um, well, our relationship didn't start off like that. It was like, we started off with more so just about us. Okay. But he always um, had this playerism about himself anyway. Okay. Um, he came and, and was bred from Chicago, so he was a natural GD. So he was already into that lifestyle. Like I say, selling dope and all that shit. And he was a, a very handsome man, so bitches was just naturally attracted to his ass, no matter what the fuck. Okay. Um, so, once me and him got together, we was about each other, but we was still about making money at the same time. So, okay. it was always about the hustle life. So, okay. I had a pretty open mind for a very young age. So how, around how old were you around this time? I met him when I was 17. Whoa. Yeah, I was 17. So okay. Yeah. <laughs> You started off young. So how old were you when you got into the club? 
18. Okay, so of course. I, right away. So, okay. um, yeah, shit, I want to get on stage. I want to, you know, be that bitch too. I want to make that money too. So, okay, so I started dancing at Stargazers. So, tell us about the first time you entered a club, your first experience being an exotic dancer, like stepping in the environment, what was going through your mind, Ooh, all that good um, stuff. When I first got there, um, I was very nervous, There, that's for sure. I was very nervous, but I was eager to learn. I was eager to know. I was eager to see what it do and what it's everything about. So, mm -hmm. um, I noticed girls uh, tend to treat the new girls some type of way, I guess. You know, they want to sit back and watch and see who you is and whatnot, whatever. So I was more so standing off to myself most of the time, but nonetheless watching the environment and how everything go, how I operate. Okay. Um, it wasn't up until this one night, um, I was at the, I was at work dancing at Stargazers and I was off to the side sitting and chit-chatting with a customer. Now, were you still a newbie at this time? I was still a newbie. Okay. Yes, I still had the newbie heels on. What is the newbie heels? Oh my God, those heels are so busted. <laughs> it's like you getting started, you don't know how to dance in stilettos yet, but it kind of got like that block heel at the... Uh, <laughs> the starter heel. Yeah, the starter heel. All right, Boy. continue. And uh, I remember the uh, house mom, um, Missy Retta, she was letting all the girls know that um, there's a girl coming in tonight. She's coming in to audition and this and that and the other. And I want y'all to treat her well and welcome her. And, da -da -da, and, watch, and, and, and for some, this particular, she said, I want y'all to watch her. I want y'all to pay attention to her. So a lot of us, including myself, was like, why is she emphasizing that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I want y'all to watch her and pay attention to her if she's coming to audition here, you know? So um, DJ Tony Neal, who was DJing at the time, he was our DJ. Shout out to Tony Neal. Yes, yes. Core DJs. Core DJs. Milwaukee, Wisconsin representative. Mm -hmm. uh, so I noticed a lot of the girls that was conversing with themselves. This is why I know. I see that shit happening. That y'all ain't hustling. Y'all ain't on y'all money. I see girls off conversing with each other instead of mingling with the customers. So I see a lot of the customers were sitting at the bar, at the pool table, at the dartboard. And so here this new chick come in. DJ Tony Neal plays his... <clears throat> And this thick, light-skinned, pretty bitch come walking in like the stallion her name is. And she had niggas following her to the stage like the Pied Piper. I bullshit you not. I never seen nothing like that ever in my life. So, um, I hear other girls off to the side kind of like hating on her. And I'm thinking like, why are y'all hating on her? Do y'all see what this bitch is doing? She got niggas from the bar stage, from the, from the bar, from the dartboard, from the pool table to come up and tip this bitch. 
So, um, nonetheless, I should, I took notes. I take notes instead of hating. I, I write that shit down. I take mental notes, all that shit. Okay. Okay, I see how she operates. She, she, okay. So, instead of saying, criticizing the bitch and hating on her and saying all sorts of fucked up shit, you took notes and applied. I applied it. Okay, continue. And so, um, as the night went on, of course, like, it took three songs for her to get her money up off the stage. So, we all in the dressing room. It's not my turn to go on stage, you know, so I'm pretty much down there chilling. It's a slow night, but this is a nice crowd up there that she left around the bar stage. Okay. So, the house mom comes downstairs, Missy Retta, and asks for the dancer that's supposed to go up next now. Nobody wants to go up next. Nobody wants to go up after her. Why is that? Because mm, she didn't shut that shit down. Exactly. She didn't shut that bitch down. But yet everybody had so much to say. But mm. nobody didn't want to go up after her. Mm. So um, Miss Retta was getting uh, frustrated because she's trying to keep that crowd, that Miss Stallion, then got going. Okay. Nobody wants to go up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll go up. All right. Ooh, caress. You'll go up. You'll go up. I said, yeah, I'll go up. Okay. How much time do you need? I said, well, give me like 10 minutes. I'm going to change my clothes, get ready, blah, 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 blah. What song should I tell Tony Neal to put on for you in 10 minutes? Tell him. Was it that? Nope. Okay. I told him to put on... Um, Petey Pablo, left, right, left. No, that's drama. Drama. Yeah, that's thank drama. you, thank you. Correction. Drama. And for left, the... left, 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 left. Right, left, get on up, get on up, get on up, right, left. Yeah, yeah. that used to be the <laughs> shit, y'all. So I, I put on my army fatigue with the booty shorts, the thigh high black boots. I went out there and shit. I snapped the fuck out. She basically brought the best out of me because I'm like, eh, this bitch is not going to come in and just shut it down like that. So after I got off stage and I did my damn thing, she high-fived me. She was like, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I, we came to get money. And I, be, I had that mindset ever since. So to see females that sit back and hate on each other, or talk shit about each other, like, help that bitch out. Give her some motherfucking notes. School that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Put somebody up under your damn wing. If you see her doing something out of order or wrong, correct that bitch. Uh, and look, that's just, right there. Yeah, so that's just how I am. So let me ask you a question. What are, give me like, um, give me a list of tips. That you would give a new girl entering the lifestyle, entering the dancing lifestyle. Um, entering that lifestyle, um, you definitely have to be ready for every and anything possible. And that's from men disrespecting you um, to men wanting to... Uh, put try to put their fingers all up in you. You got to be ready to check a nigga. You know what I'm saying? You got to have thick skin. You got to know how to um, stay focused and stay on your hustle. Don't become no ebony out here. You know what I'm saying? Get sucked real fast into the game where you lose yourself because as y'all can see what happened with her. Um, be ready just to be about your hustle. 
You know what I'm saying? Know how to have a gift of gab too. Learn that. That's very important in the game. Why do you think having a gift of gab is important? Because you want to know how to get money without ever having to take a stitch of your clothes off. Ever. I always like to tell girls it's important. The, the gift of gab is important because on them slow nights mm-hmm. when niggas ain't throwing no money in the air, that's what I'm talking you don't want to be. You don't want to be doing something that's gonna compromise your integrity. Exactly. You want to be in there using your mouthpiece exactly. and not in a bad way. Exactly. Continue. And definitely, and that gives you a lot of respect in the game where you know people just want to do for you just because of who you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. When but that takes exceptional game to do that. Exactly. It takes exactly. exceptional game to do that. Exactly. You got to be an exceptional And like I said, individual. follow behind the right motherfuckers because I definitely did. Mm-hmm. I definitely did. Now, have you seen people um, follow girls into the wrong direction? Oh, yeah, definitely. Ooh. T- tell us about that. Tell us about, some, <laughs> tell us about that and then tell us about some of the traps and shit that a girl should avoid while getting into the lifestyle. Um, hmm. Uh, I'll just use an example. Um, again, I, we went out of town. I'm gonna leave names anonymous. Uh, me and some girls, uh, one chick in particular who called herself having a chick she was, you know, getting money from. This was her first time ever doing this shit. So the whole time, like, we was there at this particular club, um, she started coming up to me and asking me what should she do. Whether her her chick was basically running rapid through the club, leaving her purse all up and about. Um, she was standing over there talking to another pimp dude and his bitch all in their face. Ooh, and I'm that. telling her, you need to go over there and get her. You know, I said, well, what am I supposed to do, Caress? Well, I have to go over there. Look. <laughs> This get this bitch get this bitch you know what I'm saying <laughs> and that was my exact word so by the end of the night her purse gets stole her money gets stole and again she coming up to me like what should she do what she do so listen so I go in the back dressing room where all the females at getting undressed mm-hmm. and I tell my partner that was with me again. I'm gonna leave names anonymous. I tell her stand by that door. I did like some diamond shit on, on in real life on Players Club. This was before Players Club even came out, but I told her stand by that door. And I told every bitch up in there, I need to check all y'all motherfucking bags and all y'all purses to see if my homegirl shit that came up missing because she said somebody didn't stole her shit. And just like in the Players Club, I had a few bitches. Oh, I ain't doing shit. I ain't doing shit. Yeah, somebody about to get their ass with tonight because I'm tired. I didn't get to make my motherfucking money. You know, so I kind of got a little gorilla up in there. And uh, next thing I know, bitches was lining up with their bags, letting me look in that shit. And so that let me know that my friend was not ready for this type of game or this lifestyle. Because mm. they was fucking up the whole night, which fucked up my money the whole night because I was babysitting, basically. Mm. So when you get into that lifestyle, you got to be ready. You got to have tough skin. Because you're going to get tried all night. All motherfucking night. No breaks. What is it? What When you say you're going to get tried, what, what is you that? You're going to have what men. Like I said, you're going to have men. You're going to ask to buy some pussy. You're going to be ready to answer that yes or no. <laughs> you can't get offended. It's just part of the game. It comes with it. You're going to have men who going to try to touch all on you inappropriate. You got to check their ass about that. And if you don't, 
then be prepared to have that happen to you all the time. Mm. So you got to be real tough. But feminine at the same time, but you let them know, you know what I'm saying, I'm not that one. You know, I dance and done bachelor parties. I done done private shows, private parties, and never had I ever in my life had nobody stick a bottle or nothing up in my coochie. I done been to parties where bitches would literally let niggas stick 40 ounces and whatever else was available up in their ass <clears throat> just to get their money. I wasn't that stripper. Wow. I didn't play that. And so that's why I always got the respect on my name that I always got because, no, me and no, Caress was not with the bullshit. <laughs> Man. So, yeah. So have you ever taken um, your, your show on the road, like your dancing career? like you? Um, yeah, I done been to um, St. Louis, Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, um... Atlanta, of course. Uh, Mississippi. Ooh, I love Mississippi. Even more so than Atlanta? Yeah, I did. Now, why, now what made... Because, you know, Atlanta's like the hub and the holy mecca for strip yeah. clubs. You know what I'm saying? Now, what made yeah. Mississippi a little bit different than Atlanta? Well, just exactly what you said. Atlanta is just where it's mega strip clubs at. So, you know, there's plenty females. There's plenty this, plenty that going on. But don't get me wrong. I done met a lot of celebrities there. Um, I done had my money I done made there. I've been fresh off the Greyhound. And not even got my bags unpacked, and niggas already know what what's popping, what's going on, what's what's cracking, my what's da 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 da, shouty. <laughs> I'm already making my money, so I say Mississippi because it was more homegrown. They they club was so country and dusty, but it was so welcoming at the same time, and they show you so much love and. Man, I made my money like a motherfucking Mississippi. Now, uh, me and my homegirl also won Dancers of the Year Award in Tennessee. And it was just our first night there. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we brought the... We, yeah. So, you talked about celebrities and, yeah. and, and meeting different people. Uh, can you tell us about... Some of the different celebrities you done met, or have you had any encounters, or you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I met Bone Crusher. Um, I've met Too Short. I met uh, Ready for the World. I met Morris Day. I met Case R. Kelly. Um, uh, I danced for Nelly. You danced for Nelly? Oh yeah. Were you in the Tim Drum video? <laughs> nah. Oh. I know. <laughs> but yeah, I I danced for Nelly before. Um, uh, what's uh, from G Unit? Young Buck. Young Buck. Yes. Um, I even met him and. You know, I don't want to say too much while I'm on camera, but oh, well. I did. I did a little something, something for him. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> we got into the club with his shit. You know, I handed it back off to him. You feel me? It was a little, and little bust, a little move. Yeah, he hit my hand, and we was in the VIP, turned up, and yeah, made our money. But yeah, I met a lot of celebrities. Wow. I did. Yeah, I have. Did, who was the most memorable person that you've interacted with? I would have to say Nelly. Why? Uh, because everybody else knew him except me. 
Um, everybody knew of this guy, this rapper, this country grammar dude. And I was like the only chick in the strip club that didn't know nothing about this nigga. So for me, he was just a regular cat. Okay. <laughs> so this was so this was like before the country. country no, grammar? this is what country grammar was hit. like hot. It was hot, and you it didn't was, know who the fuck this nigga I, was. And that's how they was telling me in the club. You don't know who the fuck this nigga is. So I'm like, no, you know. So I'm like, no. Um. So like, um. I guess because of that shit, Tony Neal had, look, hey, I'm finna put you up first. I'm finna put you on stage first, and I'm finna make you dance off this whole album. And I'm like, no, I'm literally turning it down. Like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't even know this dude's music. I don't even know who he is. You know what I'm saying? He's like, look, you stay in VIP. You stay in the shower showroom. You, I'm finna put you up there, and I'm finna make you get your money. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm literally saying that. Like, I really don't want to do this. Uh-huh. I don't give a fuck uh-huh. who this nigga Nelly is. But, okay. I go freshen up, change um, into like this sailor outfit and everything with my clear heels on. I done upgraded, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I'm a little more experienced now. That's why Tony Neal insisted on putting me on stage. So, but yeah, Nelly and his group, Country Glamour, all of them, they come Saint in Lunatics and shit, same lunatics. And they sit all up around the stage and Tony Neal introduced me like he do. Awesome. And throw me up on stage, and he played his whole album. And they was so geek, they was throwing me so much money. And you know, my booty was so big, <laughs> they was, thought I was from the south. But I'm was, like, no, I'm born and uh, raised here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, baby. Yeah, Milltown. So I made all my money on stage that night with him. And they was trying to uh, ask me to like. You know, go tour with them or uh, do some videos, but I was like, nah, you know, because I'm still like, I don't know who y'all is. Had I known mm-hmm. what I knew then, what I know now, he ended up playing on the Super Bowl. I forget which one, but he performed for the Super Bowl, and I'm looking at the TV like, uh, <laughs> I guess for do. <laughs> so yeah, I missed out on that opportunity, but I'm, I'm grateful. I had my time. So, I'm grateful. So, what's the most what's the most money you've ever made in one night? In one night? In one night. Uh, in one night, I made about twelve racks. In one night, twelve thousand. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, and that was because I was in Atlanta. Okay. Um, I seen girls get on stage. Uh, I remember one night, it was like two short birthdays. It was at Magic City. And uh, it was her birthday. And she she got up on stage on one set, and she collected like $10,000. So, but yeah, I made that much in Atlanta in one night before. God damn, what's the least amount of money you've ever made? The least amount? <laughs> I would say here in Milwaukee. Uh, <laughs> you have to put emphasis on that. Why do you have to put emphasis uh, on because that? Because the least amount I made was be about a slow night. Yeah, here I was like one seventy five in it. Uh, a bill seventy five. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, that can. So, yeah, yeah. I've heard girls say as much as tip out. They had to pay tip out pretty much. 
They pretty much made enough to make tip out, and then and, and the fact that, that the money it. ain't how it used to be back then, it ain't how it is now. Trust me. Okay, just go talk about that. Because you know, um, back then, you know, what I'm saying, look, let's just be honest. The stripping game was on ten. The pimping game was on ten. The crack game was on ten. You know, what I'm saying, so everybody was getting money left and right. The uh, the boosting game was on ten. You feel me? All that shit. So everybody was making their money left and right. The, you know, what I'm saying, the music game, the rap game, all that shit. So everybody was winning. But you know, it's slowed down a lot. Um, pimping game, definitely. Um, the stripping game, definitely. Cause I done been to clubs and they missing out on a lot of stuff in these strip clubs that can be getting these girls a whole lot of money. Like uh, uh, seamstress, you know, designers that used to come into the strip clubs and have you some custom made outfits, you know, shower shows. I wish people would not put. Uh, um, like pool tables and stuff in they in they clubs because it take away from the girls. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You want your men to be looking at women all night, motherfucking long. You get what I'm saying? I don't want your attention on a pool table or a dark table because you go to a regular bar for that shit. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> I like the way Missy Retta did have it set up because she made it to where the men didn't do nothing but pay attention to you. Only you. The only thing she did have in there was a pool table. Yeah, she had the shower shows and all that shit going on. I think if, if I think the games can be incorporated with the girls. That's the thing yeah. about it. You they know what just saying? need a lot more guidance that I don't see a lot these days. Okay, talk about that. I mean, like I say, house miles. A lot of these girls is like they high headed. They know it all. They know everything. They don't like to listen. Well, a lot of this young generation uh, has come to about where they don't respect their elders. Let's just keep being honest. Mm-hmm. They don't like to listen to shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to get told what to do. And a lot of times they be needing that heavy discipline, that guidance. You know what I'm saying? This is why a lot of them out here running, rapping now, stealing cars, driving on sidewalks. You know what I've seen a lot? There's a lot of bitches that, there's a lot of influx of bitches who've been showing and flashing pistols on Instagram. Like, 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 what, what the fuck is that? What's that all about? You know what I'm saying? Bitches aiming pistols and shit and cameras like niggas. Like, that shit, there's nothing cute about that. I'm used to moving low key. You know what I'm saying? I don't want everybody knowing my, my every move or how I'm moving. You know what I'm saying? I want everything basically about me to be a su- surprise, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But everybody likes to flash everything. and, and You know what I'm saying? That's why a lot of times people get caught the fuck up. Mm, you pretty much just tell on yourself. Mm-hmm. You blueprint your damn self. Absolutely. Let's move from keeping it moving right along. Um, the game then and the game now. I know you touched a little bit about it, but what do you think the main difference between the stripping, the pimping, the hustling game then as opposed to where the direction it's going now? And what do you think? Where do you think? What direction do you think the whole game is going? Uh, ooh, that's a lot to answer. <laughs> but I'll just say this. Um, a lot about the game that I don't see now, that I see then, is respect, order, and discipline. Um, and laws. Okay, that, so talk, that, about, talk about, talk about, talk about Laws that. that was, um, made to be abided by. You get what I mean? Like, 
Give me an example. Boundaries and certain things you couldn't do. Um. <laughs> yeah, give me an example of some of that stuff. Okay. Um. <coughs> let's give an example. Let's give an example. Um. Let's just say, for instance, like um, when me and my, you know, my ex was doing it back then. Um, he would bring them to me, and it'll be my choice and my decision if she was good or not for the fit of what we was trying to do and build and create. Um, he didn't more so make it upon himself to make that decision because at the end of the day. She was going to be with me. She was going to be in the clubs. I was going to have to watch over her. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, um, a lot of rules be broken because pimps are gone or locked up. or So these niggas just out here treating bitches with females. I don't think that they're play. not locked up. I really think that. <clears throat> it's just few and far in between, and then I think a lot of just stay kind of low key. And, and you know what I think? I think a lot of girls are choosing drug. I think a lot of girls aren't choosing pimps; they're choosing drug dealer boyfriends. Oh yeah, definitely. You know I what I'm saying? Get to that okay, too. yeah, go ahead. Like, yeah, yeah, them drug dealer boyfriends, niggas out here dressing like supermodels and shit. And <laughs> you, come on, man, he look. I. The, the lifestyle that used to exist does not exist no more. You can't get out here and hustle the way you used to. It's just, it's just not there. It's just not there. Um, like I said, either the real ones are locked up or they just staying low-key. Like you say, um, the game has been disrespected in so many ways. It's, it's beyond... How's the game being disrespected? But nobody, like I said, nobody wants to listen to authority no more. Nobody mm -hmm. wants to listen to the OGs no more. Nobody wants to listen to the the madams, you know, the house moms, you know, females like me. Because I can tell females how to get money the right way, get some good money. But at the end of the day, they probably won't like me, but they'll definitely respect me. Because I'm not going to play no games. This ain't going to be no games. This ain't about... Uh, you know, getting out here, kicking it, getting drunk. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't about none of that. You know what I'm saying? Conversing <laughs> with other bitches, making friends. It ain't about that either. No. We ain't here to make friends either, bitch. We ain't here to make what? We ain't here to turn up, do no shots, none of that. And so, but... Do that shit at the yeah. hotel room when y'all get done hustling. You know what I'm saying? And don't be bringing no weird niggas back to y'all. Exactly. To, to y'all spaces. You know what I'm saying? That's how bad shit be exactly. happening to y'all. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all, especially, you like to use the term renegade. And anyway, I want to talk about a, a particular story, too. So, don't let me forget about that. But, you you don't want to be out here, you know what I'm saying, hustling somewhere out of town, you know, and you feel like turning up and partying and you inviting some niggas to your hotel room and then next thing you know, some shit end up happening and your money's gone and you end up fucked up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to do that. No. But, let me ask you a question. Uh, have you ever had any, any any interactions with any famous pimps or players? 
Yeah, shout out to my guy Triple D. That's my homie. I love him to death. Uh, he cool as a bitch. I love him. A real player. Shout out to Star, another pimp dude of mine. That's my homie. I love him to death. He real player. <laughs> I know what he waiting on me to say. <laughs> I want you to tell the uh, story. Uh, I want to hear this story. Shout out, shout out to Pippin K. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Pippin K. You know, Kitty, Kitty Ivy, for those who don't know. Yeah, and you know this is my brother, you know, and Kitty Ivy, <laughs> it's crazy because, you know, his family cuts my hair and I've got, you know, there's such a deep level of respect that I have for him, but... I remember me and Caress were having a conversation and she was talking about the interaction she had with Mr. Ivy and I thought it was just too funny not to share on the podcast. Yeah. So if you want to go ahead and dive deep into that, you're more than welcome to. Uh, so um, uh, it was this club called The Matrix. It was the hottest nightclub in Milwaukee. It always stayed jam-packed with celebrities. This particular night, uh, Snoop Dogg and the East Side Riders was there in VIP. Now, me and my homegirl, Stein, now shit, we was just those bitches. We never stood in line. You know what I'm saying? We was always VIP. You know what I'm saying? We was popping bottles all the time, too. Moets with the orange juice, all that shit. So, um, we get in the club. We get to the bar. We get our bottles of Moet. We go to the VIP free, yeah. Own the motherfucking owner, yeah. Go back there. So, we back there popping bottles in our, at our own table. Ain't bothering nobody. Snoop Dogg and the East Side Riders, they all over there. We see them, but no, we was never the groupie type. So, right, but right. we always, like I said, we always just kept the pee. But nonetheless, so um, Mr. Pimp and K comes over there. Because <laughs> he see, you know, two fine bitches, you know, just like we all to ourselves, enjoying ourselves with our moment. But, you know, he got to come talk his pimp shit, you know, da 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 You know, so he got these rings that, like, stand tall. Like, uh, it was like one that was like a, a naked female. And he said something about kissing on his ring. And all I know is me and her just kind of zoned out on his ass and went in like, <laughs> fuck you. And wait a minute, y'all never about. had no interaction before then? He just no, came, no, he just not came at up all. To talking about like, yeah, like, bitch kiss this ring? The, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Respecting that ring and kissing like, it's like, we back here in VIP popping bottles, spending money, just like y'all motherfuckers. How dare you? But nonetheless, it was a, uh, a booty shaking contest that was going on that night, which I so happened to have entered to be in. <laughs> and uh, Triple D was one of the judges as well. And he made sure I lost that damn competition. <laughs> <Why> <laughs> I had no idea he was one of the judges. It was funny to us. We just laughed. It was fun to us. Um, Miss Cherry, she was. Shout out if she's ever watching this. She is awesome, by the way. But Miss Cherry won. And yeah, he made sure that I did not take that 500 home. <laughs> <laughs> he made sure I didn't get them votes. Uh-uh. He said, no, no 500 for you, bitch. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, he happened to be one of the judges. That shit was funny. Like, damn. Oh, man. But, yeah. So, let me, uh, let's switch gears for a minute. Let's talk about guys for a minute. Let's talk about us, right? Um, in your opinion, when you hear the term professional playboy, what does that mean to you? Or what what, what comes to mind? Professional playboy? What does that come what, what? What comes to mind when you hear that? Ooh, everybody has, I guess, their own definition of what a professional playboy is. I can only go by my experience in life and seeing them. And from what I've experienced with professional playboys is, excuse me, they always had this gentleman mannerism, but it was more like a... I would say godlike. It was more like they just held this stature. Like I say, women was just attracted to them naturally. They didn't have to go searching or looking or nothing like that. Women was naturally attracted to them as so money. Um, they always had a, um, a, a hustle mindset about themselves at the same time as being a family man or um, just taking care of home, period. You know what I'm saying? Um... Even if they were a ladies' man, everybody knew their place. It was never no issues. It was never no problem. Even i seen where husbands had wives and with their mistresses. The wives knew about them, but again, everybody had their place. And there was a respect thing, again, that this generation has seemed to lost. And... That's my definition of what a professional playboy is. Just being all around 100 with your lifestyle and yourself. I can definitely dig that. Yeah. Okay, doubling back just a little bit. Now, uh, tell us about your transition out of the game into, like, doing your burlesque bartending and and all that good stuff. Talk about that. Okay, well, I feel like, again, it's just me. Once I reach a certain age which was uh, like my early 30s. Okay. I felt like um, the stripping game was just over for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to have women who still do it past their 30s. I've seen it happen, even 40s, even 50s. Whoa. Mm-hmm, even 50, and she looked damn good. Uh, but that just wasn't me. <laughs> uh, so... I didn't want to give up the the spotlight, the stage or anything. Um, so I was trying to figure out another career path um, dealing with the nightlife. So I paid to go to Bartending Academy and I got my bartender's license and certificate. And I took those skills and I incorporated it with exotic bartending at the time. So I did a couple of exotic bartending events, but it was still giving me that stripper vibe, and I didn't want that. Okay. And so I don't know if anybody know my cousin is cutting up, um, but I had a talk with her. She seen what I was trying to do, and she liked what I was trying to do. And so she told me, what is your idea? What do you picture yourself and your girls, your bartenders looking like and doing da 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 So as I described it, she said, well, that sounds more like showgirls. That sounds more like, you know, 
something you would go to Vegas and do. And so we both agreed with, what about burlesque bartenders instead of, yeah, it's more classier. That's what I'm looking for. It's more on an upscale level. And so I took burlesque bartending, dropped exotic bartending, and I've been exotic, I mean, burlesque bartender ever since. Wow. 2012. That's what's up. That's what's up. And so I've been going from there. What advice would you give any girl looking to get out of the game and out of the lifestyle and to to transition into something else? I mean, shit. Just do what you you are passionate in. Me, like I said, I just took something I was already experienced in. I just took it on a a higher level, another scale. I got a great watching me right now. I want to give a big... And I actually... It's crazy. I was watching him, and I want to give him an interview on my podcast, Mr. Shantae Parker. You know what I'm saying? The legend. Legend in the game. You know what I'm saying? You can find him on YouTube. Really, really good good news you can use. You know what I'm saying? Shantae Parker. uh, I think he was either in American Pimper... Um, yeah, it was. I think it was American Pimp. Oh, okay. And he was also in um, Gospel of the Game as well. So, big shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? Definitely would love to have an interview with you. Um, but yeah, so um, why did why don't you why don't you excuse me? Why do you think that so many pimps and girls in the game never make that transition outside of the lifestyle? You know what I'm saying? Into something legal. Um. I don't know. That I would guess that would be something personally they're just dealing with. Like that's like a drug addict or somebody who just can't seem to get out that lifestyle. They're just stuck in that realm. A lot of them I don't feel like they can transition like that as easy. Mm-hmm. You know, you ever see somebody who's like stuck in the eighties or stuck in the seventies, they can't seem to transition out of that. <laughs> You know, that generation, that era. So, yeah, sometimes it, it's just hard for some people to transition. They I, still I, see themselves as this person they was then, not understanding that they, they didn't got old as a bitch or yeah. <laughs> they need to, you know, take their to another level, Absolutely. their experience. <clears throat> Absolutely. What do you think women should look for in the men that they deal with and date in the lifestyle because you get a lot of girls that get into the lifestyle and they think they can have whether it's stripping or hoeing or whatever have you in between and they think they can have like a normal relationship with a boyfriend and nine times out of ten that ends up failing so what qualities do you think a man should have or or a man should have that a woman should look for ooh what qualities do I think a man should have? That a woman should look for. Um, definitely he should be... Well, I say out the gate. If any man that's looking for a girlfriend or a wife and knowing she's a stripper out the gate, you got to be prepared for that. Ooh, out the gate. Let's talk. Okay. Let's you got to be secure <laughs> within yourself out the gate. Don't get with a girl. Don't get with a, a chick. And then think she's supposed to be this church-going woman once you even got with her and you met her while she was a stripper and dance club. It don't work like that. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You met her like that, so that's what you better be prepared for. And like myself, if she love you anyway, she's going to respect you no matter what. She's going to make her money and come the fuck home. Absolutely. And 
10 times out of 10 give it to you. So <clears throat> if you if you that type of dude who know how to work money. Because men I've, I've been with so you're know saying how to work the, money. So I was going to say, so one of the qualities in a, in a man that a woman should look for is how responsible he is with the money exactly. that, that's given to him? Yeah, exactly. Like I said, man, I know how to work money and take that money and invest it back into the relationship and the business itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you meet, you want to meet a chick in that lifestyle, you got to be prepared for that type of stuff. If that's not you, then don't go look for her there. You go to church or some damn where look for her. I always, I always say a lot of men get into one in a day strippers because, you know, they done been to Magic City. They done been to some of these clubs and they see how some of these girls work and mm-hmm. it's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. But not knowing that with all that decadent ass sex that may come with them and all that fantasy and all that good look and all mm-hmm. those good looks, a lot of kids come with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, a lot yeah. of them bitches is broke. <laughs> a lot of them bitches got drug and alcohol problems. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Got a lot issues of- like a motherfucker. <laughs> yes. And, you gotta and, look deeper to that. That's why I say it's layers too. So yeah. And and fellas, I want you to understand. Mm-hmm. Once you get with these type of girls, these strippers or girls at a night, you know, like I said, having sex and having fun with them is one thing. Have them in your house and and dealing with them on a day to day basis is something totally different. Yeah. You better be ready to handle everything that come with them. Yeah, those that, different personalities, like I say, those mental issues, whatever they going through outside of the the house, all of y'all living in. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. everybody got their own problems at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. What if, what uh financial advice would you give women? That are living a lifestyle like you know how 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 constructive should they be with their money? Oh shit! Like I said all the time, if I knew then what I knew now, I would have definitely invested in myself a long time ago. But because I was making that fast money, so I was spending daily. I'm just balling out of control. You know what I'm saying? But I would say, please invest. Financial literacy is. Definitely something that needs to be more practiced upon. And then if you're not smart enough to keep to, to stop spending your money on stupid shit, please hold it down for until you get a man who is responsible with the money. Yeah. And exactly. then give it to him and tell him, Hey, I need to make investments and I you know, I wanna do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of the advice I give the girls is that you gotta figure out what you're good at outside of Dancing and fucking because that shit has a shelf life. Exactly, my point exactly. That shit has a shelf life. That you know that you got. I tell I tell girls you got about from eighteen to twenty five to really run it up and fuck up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And make all the money you can, and then turn around and you know have something great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Move forward and you know live above and beyond. But like I said, all too many times you get girls who get sucked in. They end up having a lot of kids. Which is an expense. Right. They end up having drug problems, which is an expense. And then a lot of that fast money that they get, they may be getting like thousands of dollars, but they're blowing it just as quick as they're getting. Yep, exactly. And they're, and, and, and they're broke at the end of the week. At the end of the week, they got to start all over again. And then so. it's a vicious cycle. So don't get caught in that vicious yep. cycle. If you've got a bunch of kids, please just stop having more. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? First, first of all, stop having more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And make sure 
You know what I'm saying? And make sure you're a mother, or at least if you're not a mother, if you're not able to be the mother that you really want to be, put your kids in some type of stable environment. And see, even with the lifestyle that I was living, speaking of kids, Uh even with the lifestyle that I was living, me and my ex back then, Mm -hmm. my daughters didn't even know that their daddy was like the biggest dope dealer in Chicago and Milwaukee and their mama was stripping because we didn't do shit in front of our kids. We kept them out of our lifestyle. Mm. What they did see their mama and daddy do, so I got up and I still drove the school bus and he went and got up and went to work. That's what they did see their mama and daddy do. We didn't look they <laughs> they didn't even know we did this type of lifestyle till they got like maybe like 17, 18. Until they figured out. Okay. How did they figure it out? How did they figure it out? Uh, well, was you know, pretty much everything started just coming out slowly but surely. Especially when, um, you know, unfortunately, you got niggas out here that work for the police. <laughs> and, you know, so my BD got caught up on some bullshit. So that's how my daughters found that out. Because it's like... You selling how many kids are up, daddy? <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. And, you know, the older they got, I pretty much slowly told them about, you know, what I was doing. Shit. Hey, it is what but, it is. Um, they just seemed their mama and daddy get up and go to work. They had no idea. But a lot of these, like I said, generations, they, they do everything in front of their fucking kids. They don't hide shit. Then they wonder why their children grow up and be reckless as a motherfucker. Cause that shit, that's what y'all show them. Well, we are. I know you got to get ready to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you got moves you got to make. And we are coming to the hour. So, final words. Anything that you want to say? Any last pieces of advice that you want to give to the people? Um, or I, any well, girls or, you know. I would just say, hey, look. Be yourself. Be real with yourself. That's the only way you can be. Love yourself. Don't tell. let nobody tell you that you can't make your dreams or goals come true. Um, stay positive at all times. Meditate. <laughs> and peace and blessings. What advice would you, what advice would you give to the man? Um, I would say it's okay to... Um, let your emotions out. Because I know a lot of times men are taught that they are not supposed to be emotional. Which is a lot of times I feel like there's a lot of build up and they react a certain way. But I say, hey, let that shit out. <laughs> you gonna but there's a, time a man. And, there's a time and a place to do it. Yeah, you, you still going to be a man. After, and, uh, yeah, let me add I on. I love my kings. Let me add on to that, you know. Dealing with life in general, whatever lifestyle that you're in, you know, it can weigh a ton on you. You know what I'm saying? And us as black men, we're taught to, you know, be strong, suck it up mm-hmm. and not, you know, not do anything about it, but just deal with it. Mm-hmm. But, exactly. You know, at the end, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, we're human beings just like anybody else. Yeah. So let me just say this, man. If you got to cry, cry. But get the fuck up after you get done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it ain't about, you know, let it out. Do what you got to do. 
But get back up, dust your shoulders, pop your collar, you know what I'm saying, and, and march forward, man. Yeah, that's why I made that post where I said, I can overcome anything. I just need to cry first. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now, now, like I said, don't now don't cry and don't do shit now. That, that, you okay. Know, that's a bitch move now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't just get to crying. And and boo and yeah. <laughs> I ain't got no money. I ain't got no bitch. I ain't got nothing. Right, get up. Get up and get some. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Get get up, get out, and get something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? With that being said, man, I love you. Tell somebody you love them. Any anything else you want to add? Oh, promote whatever it is you got going on. Give the people, you know what I'm saying, oh, where well, they can find um, you and what, you know. Well, yeah, I gave that to them at the beginning. Well, but you got to give them to the, at the end, two times. I, I also, you can find my music video soundtrack to uh, my movie Fam. That's the acronym for Frenemies and Money. That's coming out very soon. Y'all be watching for that. You can find me on YouTube at K Love the Butterfly. That's K L U V space the space butterfly. You catch my video bang. Check out the uh, trailer to my movie. It's coming out this year, 2021. All right. With that being said, we are going to close out again. I love you. Tell somebody you love them, and I'll talk to y'all sooner than later. Peace.